3: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
4: This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Cap Benny's on oysters, about however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame.
0: Now, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them, because if you break the record, everybody <laughs> with you eats free. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning and welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. On a Saturday morning, the weather's kind of iffy, but uh, it's going to try and get through and out of here, but uh, some pretty good storms in the area. But anyway, welcome to the show, folks. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jake and our sponsors today. We have the Fishing Show, Belleville Meat Market, and Boyd's One Stop. All right, weather it's 60 down on the island in Galveston right now with rain. And... Uh, A lot of pretty good rain coming up through the west end from San Luis Pass to the east. So uh, pretty good lines coming in and out all night long. But today they're calling for thunderstorms during the morning. They'll give way to mostly sunny skies this afternoon with gusty winds and small hail. Could be possible. High of 61. Northeast winds, they'll be shifting over to the northwest at 10 to 20. And that rain chance is 100% with one to two inches of rain expected. That's down on the island. And and tonight, clear skies, low of 54, west-southwest winds 10 to 20. And then for tomorrow, sunny skies with gusty winds developing later in the day. High of 64, west-northwest winds at 20 to 30. And winds could occasionally gust over 40 miles per hour. And uh, had some of that about, I don't know, around a little after 2 o'clock this morning at my house. We had a line come through there that had 60-mile-an-hour winds in it. Pretty good thin red line sweeping to the east, moving about 40 miles an hour, and it was packing some winds. Pretty good. So hope everybody came through on that pretty good. All right, tides for today. we got two of them. Uh, low at 421 a.m. at the Galveston Channel. It's a negative 0.3, then a high at 2.13 p.m. this afternoon at an 0.9, and 7.07 will be sunrise and 5.59 p.m. sunset Our moon phase is exactly half right now. It's 52%. Current conditions, right now the Galveston Channel down there, it's uh, showing uh, 60 degrees with 57-degree water. Winds are not available at any of these sites this morning, so uh, some of those uh, high winds during these storms may have messed things up. Earlier I saw it was northeast at 2, but uh, anyway, 60 degrees at Eagle Point, 60-degree water. And at Morgan's Point, it's 60 degrees with 60 degree water, and that barometric pressure is pretty low this morning at 29.70 inches. So a little stormy, uh, stormy weather in the area, but it should pass as this front works its way and clears the coast and cleans it out for the weekend. What's left of it? All right. Well, let's head over to the tri- uh, tri- back here Let's head over to Sabine Lake and check in with Captain Bill Watkins this morning. Good morning, Bill. How's it going?
1: Well. Good morning, buddy. It's uh, getting a little sure rain over here, brother. <laughs> yeah, it's pouring yeah. out there right now. Yep. it's uh, it's hard to run a fishing trip when uh, every weekend is like this. <laughs> I know it. That's uh, but uh, my weekday fisherman will be showing up shortly, so it'll all work out. I got you. Just uh, some folks can only fish on Saturdays. And some folks can only fish during the week. Uh, just you just have to get everything lined up, and and here you go. But I did catch. Uh, I did get out on water this week and caught some nice fish. So, hey, Amen. I I actually went out and did a little scouting trip on Monday, and then again on uh, Wednesday. And uh, the redfish were plentiful. They were scattered up and down the shoreline in maybe a foot and a half to three foot of water. Can you even believe that? And they're skinny, yeah. And uh, I'm laying in the mud, and the tide was extremely low. It was low when I got there and got lower. It was really hard to get back out on the pier when I pulled the boat back up to the ramp. Right I mean that it, it's like you need a rope ladder this time of year, <laughs> I swear, uh, but yeah though you could just go along and if you had the light right, when those red fish would puff out of the mud and go for your lure, you could see the mud puff, yeah, a little and, tail
0: kick, little mud puff from the tail,
1: and they were hungry. Let me tell you what, if you got anywhere near one of them, they come to get it. And at one point, I cast out there, and there was five redfish that were right by the boat and went out to my lure. That's, just, that's the coolest thing to watch those, those crazy yeah. fish. They are uh, they're interesting. But we caught everything on soft plastic, unlike I thought it would be. I expected that uh, I would catch everything on my hard baits, but... I didn't get a sniff on a hard bait. Crazy. uh, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Crazy. Wasn't hardly any bait. They were looking for something to eat, but they were just kind of laying there in pods, conserving their energy. And, uh, right in the mud. When they'd take off, you could see them. Well, I think about back in the old days when we,
0: that's all we had was hard baits, you know, just hardware, spoons and millers, you know, hard baits like that. How many fish did we not catch because we didn't have soft plastics?
1: Yeah, a spoon might have worked. I didn't try a spoon. I usually don't throw that too much. but
0: uh, Man, I used to throw a lot. I'm not much into spoon. I, don't, I can't even tell you the last time I chunked a spoon. That's yeah, all we used to uh, throw. I guess we just got burnt out on it back in the day, you know.
1: I think so, and, and people that come with me, uh, there's several of them that are good with spoons, and they always have one on, and they can catch those, you know, they, they catch residual redfish with it, um, and sometimes it's the it's the king bait in the boat, but uh, not for trout. I've, I've seen it work for trout some, but and I guess if you threw it enough, you'd probably catch trout on it, too. Yeah, I know they'll
0: would. bite it. We yeah. used to smoke them on spoons. But That's it, uh, right. But, the, the reason we kind of got away from them because, you know, you'd you'd always hook those uh, trout right in the jaw, and you know, yeah. in the corner of their mouth right there. And then when they'd come up and do all that head shaking, they'd use the weight of that spoon with that shake, and it would, you know, pull that hook out. It would force the hook out of the mouth. You used to lose, yeah. lose a lot of
1: big fish like that, man. That's true. You're right. Heartbreakers. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, we did. Uh, we caught one trout that was 21 inches, and uh, that was a solid fish. <clears throat> and then there was nothing else there. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking that uh, the tide was so low that those trout were out in the lake and I couldn't get out there far enough to find them. But so we just caught redfish. It was too much fun. Yeah. You know. Twenty four to twenty six inch redfish. Perfect. perfect. Just all down yeah, all around. Well actually
0: yeah. perfect is uh tournament red just under twenty eight inches. It weighs nine pounds or better. That's what that's what I call
1: a perfect red. If you're fishing <laughs> that would be a perfect red. Yes. You got that right. You got that right, man. And uh, but there was there was some that were right at twenty seven. Right. And uh, we were on the Louisiana side. Part well, of well, that's time.
0: y'all's uh, uh, limit, right? Twenty seven. Yeah. Maximum length. Yeah. yeah.
1: And on the Texas side, now we did find some really clear water along the South Levee Wall. <laughs> Right. And uh, you could see down three feet easy. It was pea stained but boy, I mean, clear. And uh, there was uh, there was more fish on that side, trout wise. There was more fish on that side of the lake because that was where the pretty water was. And, right. Uh, we had a, a muddy water coming down the Natchez River right around the Ship Channel and all the way down. So you know that's uh that some of that water will advance through the lake and uh, who knows how much rain we'll get on this event but the rivers and the creeks are already up they're flowing so it's going to be it's going to be moving those trout down the lake but the best water is actually in the lake so that's going to be the uh, that's going to be the situation for the foreseeable future till all this settles out, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll get some good tides come in and it'll mix up and all our fish will be hanging around again. Oh, yeah. Just uh, yes, those trout are they're out there. They're friend of mine fished uh thursday morning and he actually caught some trout over on uh, close to the marina pleasure island marina mm-hmm. he caught them uh, along the walls over there with a uh, rattle trap chrome rattle trap and that seemed to be what they wanted on that side of the world so you can't go wrong with that either that's uh but I, I threw my catch-2,000. That, that was the only hard bait I really threw. I could reach out with that thing a lot. It's amazing and how a little just,
0: bait will throw as far as it does.
1: Yeah. and it I like a did bullet, not man. Get any, I didn't get any hits on it. Uh, you would think that that would be a good one. Water temperature, 56, uh, 57 degrees. And it just... Nothing worked. <laughs> Strange.
0: I bet you if you'd have thrown it on that shoreline and that foot to three foot of water on them redfish, they'd have swallowed it down in their crushers.
1: <laughs> well, I would have thought that too, and and I I did try it. Uh, I thought, man, this thing'll be in their face; they'll eat it. But I did not get a hit on it. It was That's a soft crazy. plastic thing. Yeah. Crazy. You weren't holding your mouth right, Bill. <laughs> not, it had to be something wrong. Remember that old saying, yeah, you're not
0: holding your mouth right. I heard yeah, my mother
1: say I, it a million times. Yeah, my mom did, too. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, but I threw that, that pink speckle, uh, yeah. yellow... Yeah, Texas chicken color? Yeah, you just think that, you know given the watercolor, it was kind of dark and clear to a little bit stained, and man, that thing shows up. It'll draw stripes. Uh, uh, maybe if I'd have thrown a, uh, a banana Lay Lay, it would have worked better. Either that or the
0: old 08H, that Maurice color. I call that the Maurice special. That's, uh, that's that yeah. black back one, you know, that hologram kind of Oh yeah, belly. That uh, man, I think out all of them I've thrown. That's probably the top one.
1: That's your favorite one.
0: Year round, yeah. And then uh, that new fluorescent pink, and then that old banana. Can't beat the banana when they're biting it. That's that's a good one too. It just it's you know. Yeah, it's it's almost
1: like if if you're going to do a a hard bait day it's almost like you need to lay out a bunch of stuff on the deck, hang it up on, right. on the post rail or something on foam rail and, and just swap out, swap out, swap out. Because, you know, the card base can be so sticky. You've got to find the right. one that's got the right action that they're looking for that day and even a standard mirror lure. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they, just a plain old red and yellow Mirror lure. Was Red milla kill killer fella. That's a, a
0: 28. Yeah. That's a good and gold flash. Let me knock this break out, Bill. I'll be right back, buddy. All right, you're listening right. to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. Quick break. Right back. morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on a Saturday morning. All right, Bill, we are back, my friend.
1: Now, there's a term you don't hear anymore, groovy. Groovy.
0: Remember, that was <laughs> that's all the old hippie days, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Up tight, out of sight,
0: and in the groove. In the groove. Uh, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Tex. <laughs> <laughs> Golly, let's roll back. <laughs> that
1: really got me back there well <laughs> so much for that era yeah wasn't much long going on gone. back there anyway yeah but I was there
0: yes and, uh, remember when we were kids you had the you know you had the Dobie Gillis bunch the beatniks you know they'd wear those me. funny hats and you know, kind of bebopping down the sidewalk, snapping their fingers. You know, beatnik days, and then came the hippie days, and here we are now. God help us! And I don't, I don't even know
1: what to call it now. Okay. I don't either. It just a, hey, it is. It, there it is. Generation Generation X or Z or whatever. That's are out of alphabet. I think we're oh, back man. around to A now.
0: I think we run out of uh, X, Y, and Z, and all that. Now they're back to A. I don't know. How does <laughs> oh, like? Yeah. What do we call baby boomers?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Boomers. 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 That's right. And there's, uh, they pitch to us on TV and market to us with pills and feel good stuff and.
0: Hey, if you took you know, every supplement they told you to take, you'd be taking them 24 hours a day. You would. Yeah. That's just uh, I, what happened just eating right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can give one multivitamin a day and eat right. Remember when the, well, every, my hey, mom set that. Uh, Geritol down our throats every morning before we go to
1: school. <laughs> Remember that Geritol? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> God tasted yeah. terrible. Well, my mother's generation had to drink castor oil in a spoon. Cod liver oil, uh, yes, sir. Cod liver oil. Ugh. Oh man, can you imagine?
0: Hell, they lived in than 90s. They doing good with
1: it. I think it worked. <laughs> Yeah, maybe so.
0: <laughs> yeah, with all the flour gravy and lard and butter and everything they ate growing
1: up, they made it to the nineties. Yeah, they used to tell my all my uncles had heart trouble when they were about seventy two to seventy four. Right, and they they said, oh, if they hadn't ate all that doggone bacon and and sausage and grease, they wouldn't have had that heart trouble. Yeah, and I'm like, Ali, most of them lived to be eighty to, to ninety one. Yeah. <laughs> My dad made it to ninety five. Yeah. So what were they expecting? <laughs> yeah, mine made
0: it to ninety three. My grandmother made it to ninety six.
1: And I don't think I will make it that far.
0: They grew up in the depression where you just anything to eat was was edible, you know, just
1: <laughs> you would eat anything, that's, that's exactly that. right.
0: That's something about Carl Weathers dying. He wasn't that old, man. I think he was, what, 76, 77? He was a picture of
1: health. Well. You just never know, man. No. But you do know that you're going out. My dad said, he always said uh, famously that, son, you're not going to get out of this world alive. No. Something's going to get you. And I said, "Well, yes, Ed, that's exactly right. Might as well be ready to go when you have to go." <laughs> he was—he was, he was uh, such an interesting fellow, but he loved to fish. My gosh! That boy. I know.
0: my dad was ate up with it like we are. Till you know, till my mom died, and that was his fishing partner. You know, his buddy. I mean, they. Yeah. I don't know how many cash they made together, but. Man, after she died, it just, he lost interest. He just didn't, you know, that's strange how that happens. way yes, just been chasing trout all his life, and then when my mother died, he just kind of phased on out, gave it up, got burnt out, I guess. Wasn't the same.
1: Wow. Speaking of trout, I, I kept two trout that I caught Wednesday. Right. And two trout. And they filled up a pan, the fillets of those trout. Now, one of them was pretty good size, you know, yeah. maybe about three or four pounds. And I, I split that trout down the middle mm-hmm. so that it, would, it wouldn't it would be too thick and it would cook. I filled right. up a big Pyrex baking pan. Yeah. And I put several chunks of butter along in there and squirted a half a lemon juice, half a lemon, all in there. And put some Chef Paul Prudhomme's Black and Redfish Magic, which is pretty much like their seafood magic. It's almost the same stuff. Right. And you sprinkle that liberally on there because it's not a salty seasoning. You have to. You can coat it. And, man, I stuck that in the oven and baked it for 30 minutes. And that was some of the best tasting stuff I ever put in my mouth. Oh,
0: it doesn't get all smoky like 30. you know the old blackened stuff when you do it in a skillet it didn't didn't smoke up your no. kitchen or anything.
1: No, I just put it in there in the oven at three fifty and yeah I I didn't want the blackened flavor. I didn't want that charred. I'll try flavor. that. I
0: think this week I'll go out and kill me a couple of trout just to do that. Alright, it's uh Paul Perdomes. Pop
1: pa- Chef Paul Perdomes. Seafood magic or black and red fish magic. Either one is right. the same. They're pretty close. And they don't have a lot of salt in it, so you can coat that fish fillet pretty good on one side. Yeah. Put you a bunch of butter on there and just squirt lemon juice. I'm talking straight up, plain, not hard to do recipes. Preheat your oven. Yeah, that sounds fishy.
0: real simple, especially with the butter in there, you know. Uh,
1: oh, shoot. But, hey. You won't want it any other way after that. It's so easy to do. And you get your oven 350 and pop it in there and go 30 minutes. And if you got thicker fillets, you might want to go 40 minutes. Yeah. But, you know, I What, I temp, what mine temperature do you do them? 350.
0: 350, all right. That's about yep. the
1: basic. Most ovens will preheat to that. You just turn it on and there it is.
0: What was and that other Perdomo's, that, other than the black fish, black and redfish magic, what's that other seasoning called?
1: Uh, sea, seafood magic. S-
0: seafood magic, all
1: right.
2: Yeah,
1: and that's one of the best seasonings that you can use because it's not it's not uh, very hot with pepper, and it's not real salty. Right. I found it to be and some of the best And you just salt it to taste when you eat it. That's right. No, you don't even have to salt it. That'll work. No, it it comes out just perfect. Just right. Just you like don't have that. to mess with it. Just coat one just side. Sprinkle it. Yeah, just coat one side liberally with that magic and, hey, let it rip. That'll hunt. And, I'm going to try that. Oh, oh, and I'll make me some, uh, I use that, that Bucky's Candid Jalapeno in the jar they have got the candied jalapeno stuff. Oh yeah, sell it buckets. And chop that up in there, and grate a little bit of onion. Just grate it, and about a tablespoon of onion, and you can make a small bowl of tartar sauce with mayo. And oh, son, oh, oh, let me tell you, that that works together. I'm gonna try that. Boil you a little, boil some potatoes, Mm. and. Make you a little bit of mashed potatoes over there on the side. Oh, crap. (laughs) Hey, man. man. Put me in, That (laughs) is That is really the best fish recipe for bacon fish that I've run into yet. You can do it on a pit or you can do it, you know, on a grill or whatever. It doesn't matter. But you need to get that temperature at about 350. and Do it on a Blackstone
0: grill. That might be good like that, too.
1: Well, you could do that too. Yeah, I, I've done fish on my blackstone grill. Has a little bit different flavor profile, but still good. You right. can use the same, same seasoning, and just go at it. But the key is butter, butter, and lemon juice, <laughs> and more butter. That, uh, so I would rather use butter than I had poly God knows what. You yeah, never know but, what's in that. We margarine don't
0: even use or, you know, no. that margarine stuff anymore. We just do straight butter no. around my house. That's it. Costs a little more, but it's better for you. Yes. Um, James's wife makes a uh, a trout dip. One of James's customers, old Tom Rigamani, I don't know what kind of smoker he's got, but he'll smoke a bunch of trout and. Uh, when I used to see him out in the boat, he'd always have some for me, and James would pull over there, and he'd give me a tinfoil deal, <laughs> rolled up with some smoked trout in there. But, boy, that was so good, the way he smoked it, the flavor. I mean, it was perfect. And uh, Oh, yeah. James's wife would uh, make a trout dip with that. You can't stop eating it. It's crazy how good I that bet stuff you, was. I bet you she used cream cheese. I'm sure she did. I don't know what all she Uh-oh. had in it, but it was good.
1: My mama, we we'd smoke fish on the pit like that, right? And uh, and and I use the same pan, the same butter, and a whole deal, and then we would take that out of there after it got cold, and kind of room temperature, some uh, some uh, cream cheese, uh-huh. and grate a little bit of onion in there, and put a little bit more of that seasoning in there. And roll that up, mash Maybe that put all some together. Anchors in there or something? Yeah, I bet. That oh was yeah, good. yeah, you can do that too, and then roll it in pecan crumbs. Ooh. Oh, she called it her Come smoked on with it. pecan log. <laughs> and you can do it with log?
0: redfish. <laughs> that sounds yeah, good. Yeah, redfish.
1: Man. Yeah, you could do it with redfish or trout, either one, I mean, any kind of saltwater. That'd be a dish. good
0: Super Bowl matter. dish right there to put out on the table. Oh, son, let me tell you.
1: You slice <laughs> that up cold and put it on a cracker. And uh, my wife makes me make that every once in a while. And we just love it. You eat it and eat it. And heart healthy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Good, that's some good stuff, man. And try it. You'll like it. Well. But yeah, just... Uh, you don't overpower everything with onions. You just put a little bit of chopped no, onion in there. Hurts. Mash all that fish and cream cheese together, and and you got that little bit of a smoky flavor. I used used to use pecan or hickory, and uh, pecans real good for fish, man. Pecans. Oh fine. yeah, yeah. Boy, I mean, hey, we eat good around here. That's that's why we had to uh, get on diabetic medicine and lose weight. but life has to life has to have some intermissions in it where you get to eat some good stuff (laughs) you just can't live healthy all the time just got a
0: text from a listener he said enough of this you and Bill need to get off of this now I'm starving
1: (laughs) (laughs) 4 o'clock in the morning
0: we're craving craving smoked
1: trout oh boy yeah then I went out there yesterday and early in the morning and picked some of my mustard greens. I mean, my mustard and turnips mm-hmm. and turnips. Uh, that, oh man, I, I cooked all that down together—mustard, turnips, and turn and uh, turnip greens. And oh my gosh, <laughs> once you get that stuff cooked down tender, it is so
0: fast. And now that you got all that done, you need to uh, make you some oxtails today, too. Let's just get on down and get into some good soul food. Dude.
1: Oh, heck yeah. Oh, but Lord. oxtails are not cheap anymore. They're no, they're
0: <laughs> not. I can't believe the price of them. Buy a whole yeah. pork belly now to make uh, burn-ins with. Jeez. Oh, yeah. That's good, too.
1: Chicharrones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Try your own chicharrones. Yeah, Burn mm-hmm. ends, what we call them. You
0: know, grill Burn them and ends. then uh, yep. cut them up and uh, then uh, caramelize them and put them in the oven and finish it up. You talk about a great snack, an hors d'oeuvre, before
1: the real eating starts. Man, oh, man. My son makes those. He, he does that. Uh, I, I always enjoy it when I get it. Blaine's cousin,
0: there. old Doogie, man, He when he comes to Deerleys, he'll make up trays of them. And that's, a, that's some of the best comfort food there is sitting around a deer camp. My goodness You're
4: gracious.
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Got to well. have some good eating, man. Yes, sir. All right, Mr. Watkins, if somebody wants to call you and come over and fish with you at Sabine Lake this spring, give them a number so they can get a hold of you, bud. 409-673-9211. All right. Let's eat. that yeah, get you there. <laughs> <All
1: right.
0: laughs> Always good talking to you, Bill. You have a good weekend, man. Uh, you take
1: care, buddy. See
0: you, brother. Bye-bye. All right. Later. All right. It's time for a break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Good morning, welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. On a Saturday morning, it is 437 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's run up to Lake Conroe now. Let's check in with the fish dude and see what he's up to. Good morning, Richard. What's up, man?
2: Not a lot, Mickey. How are you this morning?
0: Are you out in the rain this morning?
2: Uh, it ain't raining up here, but I'm out here on the river. Can fix and catch bait?
0: Catching them shad, baby.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's Sounds crazy.
0: like hybrid time.
2: You know it. I hope them rascals do pretty good today. They've been doing pretty good. So I don't
0: well, that old barometer's raining. low this morning. If they want a low barometer, they got it.
2: Yeah, it's on in their world, ain't it? See, I guess y'all still raining down there, huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's raining yeah. in the long coast.
2: Yeah, see, it get quit up here. I, I mean, hopefully it stays that way for a little bit and doesn't pick back up because it's kind of been going on and off all night. But, but, uh, other than that, it's, I mean, it's, right now it's pretty nice.
0: We'll see uh Well, there was one we'll headed, all, you know, it was all yellow and moving towards the woodlands, but right before it got there, it just fell apart.
2: Perfect. I love it. I love it. There ain't no doubt. See? But it's, uh, that's like over here the river. The river's still flowing, but it's dropping pretty dang quick. So well, good. I guess there's, I guess there's fixing to shut it down on release note at the out of uh, Livingston anyway. So yeah, or slow it down a lot. So that it wouldn't hurt my feelings either. Just get the yeah. They got it
0: down up. to eleven five now.
2: Oh, good. Uh, uh, down from a hundred thousand and something else.
0: Well, it was but, right under 90,000, and now it's down to yeah. 11,000, so that's pretty good. That's
2: that, yeah, that's a whole lot better. Keep some, just, but it still flushed y'all out pretty good, there ain't no doubt. Yeah, Believe the lake's the
0: actually uh, about an inch below pool now. They sucked her on down. I guess they're anticipating some more rain, so maybe for this.
2: Yeah, there, there you go, there you go. But that's all right, Conroe's still doing pretty good. I mean, it's... I went out bass fishing when was I can't remember. I think it's was Thursday, I guess. I went bass fishing and them them rascals. They did all right. They're starting to the stage up and get ready for the spawn. So, uh, they were doing it shallow water pretty good right now. So, it's uh, and I didn't check hardly any deep. I checked a couple of deep fish or deep fishing spots and. and right. uh so there was, yeah, it just wasn't a lot out there. But so the, up in the shallow stuff, they were hanging in there
4: pretty good. So
2: so it's uh, the, on the north end. I went up on the north end. So we'll see how that rascal holds up. Because got that. I got that Brandon belt coming up over there. And then uh, that's in a couple of weeks. And then we, and then after yeah, that, what we is like there, first
0: place is hundred and fifty grand.
2: Well, it's 50000 on this one. They got oh, 50000 Okay. Right. The championship would be 150, and then okay, uh, and then the uh, they got another one called the Grand Slam. It's a hundred thousand. So, uh, I mean, it's a worthwhile tournament to fish for me. You know, that's that's one of the things. So. And it, I mean, plus I, like I said, I'm I'm addicted to that competition. <laughs> I love competing. I, mean, I don't know why, but I just do. It's just one of those things that I've I've always loved to do. And you know, especially since they're coming to Conroe, I mean, I might as well take take advantage of it if yeah, I can. Take shot you know? at that,
0: you bet, man.
2: Yeah, I mean, granted, I don't I don't get the bass fish as much as I'd like to over there, but I, I know where some of them live, so I can I can catch a few of them. That's that's one of the main things. And then the next one will be up at Cedar Creek, and then after that, going to Lake of the Pines. I've never been up there, so that's you know, that's just another adventure. Get out there and, and <laughs> see what uh. Uh, You know, see what I can come up with because, like I say, on those lakes that I've never been to, I enjoy doing that just to learn. I mean, that's that's one of the biggest things about fishing to me is just learning because I I I learn a lot. I mean, every every time you go out, you learn something different, and that's I guess that's why it's kept me interested for so many years because you can't you're never going to learn at all. I don't care who you are, you're never going to do it. I mean, if you if you do, you need to go on and quit. Because it just ain't going to happen. You'll you learn something weird every single time you go. And it's, it's amazing, you know, when you kind of figure things out. And it's just like over at Rayburn. When I was over there, Those every, every fish I had, and they stayed there for two months, were on little underwater grass points every Every little point that you came up to, and you couldn't see the grass and stuff it was down where it's right on the end of it so I know they got the big bass still coming up over there too pretty quick so but uh uh on every little grass point, there was fish on every one of them. that didn't matter you know it where you were at, but if it made a little point and it didn't have to be a very big point at all, it'd be. Forty, fifty fish stacked up out there on those points. Now, when that water came up the other day, they they moved into the grass. And then after after that, you know, that that next day, I don't know what they did. I lost them, but they were all up in that grass like that Thursday, the or the Friday before that Brandon Belt over there. They, were, I mean, they were up in it thick. They, and I, I'd catch. You know, 10 or 15 off a little grass mat that you couldn't see. You know, you get to, I just knew the edges were out there. And, uh, like I say, it'd always be right around where they made a little point. All those fish just moved up in there, and there were still a few up on, on the outer edges, but not many, you know, and that's just one of them things. But, but up there on the Conroe, uh, Thursday when I went, because I didn't go yesterday, but when I went Thursday, uh, I got out there and, and, uh, I, I figured, it's spinnerbait time, it's, you know, typically this time of year, you can chuck a spinnerbait up in that shallow stuff, and there's some, you know, there's some vegetation on Conroe, too, you got a little bit of coontail, you got got some, uh, a lot of that uh, uh, grassy pond weed, you got some of that, I call it grass. I don't know what the real name of it is, but I right. call it pepper grass, and uh, you got a little bit of that out there, too, and I've seen the spinnerbait work good, so I grabbed me a big old double willow leaf spinnerbait and went to chunking it around. Had a couple of fish, had a buddy of mine with me and had a couple of fish ball on those spinnerbaits, and they never would take them. I said, well, oh, shoot, I'm going to change up So I put me on a shad assassin and uh, chunked it out there and started to catch them. So they just wanted that little bit slower presentation because the water temperature was, I, we actually found some that was 60. So it's getting up there. You know, it's had had some 58 degree and then it was up, then got some that was up in the 60 degree mark. So once it hits 60, everything kind of gets magical. You know, everything starts moving in and the bait. That was another thing I noticed up there. The bait was all shallow. It was like six and eight foot deep. There shad everywhere in that shallower water on Conroe. So, and it's, uh, so, I, you know, muddy water just kind of threw me off, threw a lot of other people off too, but as you get, Further north on Conroe, right now it's kind of clearing up some because the draw, you know, they drew it all down and all that mud headed to the dam. So right. as they as they shut it back, it, it all settled settled back down, and it's uh, it's starting to clear up a little bit. You know, it's still a little off color, but it's it's all right. Mm. There's, it's it's fishable. That's put it that way. Definitely fishable. So it's uh, in those hybrids. I mean, the other day I was, I was out there on those hybrids and, and the weird thing was, you know, I was seeing them down there in that 20 foot of water. I think we talked about it on Thursday, but seeing them down there in a the 20 foot of water and with the water being as off color as it was, I just, I thought, you know, these rascals got to be up shallower. So I started putting the baits about 10 foot deep instead of, instead of down there 20 foot right in front of their face and them 10 foot lines were getting bit. So, so that, there you, go. you know, what, We'll look at it again this morning and see how they're acting today they may they may be down there deep eating today instead of coming up to eat 'cause it's, and I think that's what they're doing they're you know they the bait is more in the shallower part of the water column where the uh the fish are hanging down there deep and you know we talked about that too those those hybrids feed looking up and they'll always do that so now will rascals they'll they'll take' and come up I've seen them come up twenty feet after a bait to eat it you know and this uh it's amazing to see it when it happens because you, you can drop a bait in front of their face sometimes and they will not touch it. But we put it, you put it 20 feet above them, it's like they got to go get it. I don't know what the deal is with that, but it's it's just crazy the way they'll do that. And it's, that's all right. It don't hurt my feelings. As long as I can figure it out, I'm good. You know, that's, that's the hardest part. To, and that's what I'm talking about at the beginning. You know, every, every day you learn something different, just like with those hybrids. I mean, you learn that. You don't drop it right in front of their face all the time. It works 95% of the time, but that 5%, you better change something up. Because if you don't, you ain't going to catch it. And that's, uh, it, that's, that's one of the biggest things about hybrid fishing is you got to always be able to adapt to, to the different conditions and what they're doing. And, you know, it's pretty much the same thing with everything, but the hybrids are really, really finicky that way. So. Right. He's you just got to pay attention to it as long as you pay attention you're good it is so i'm always glued to the depth finders that's the thing whenever i'm out there on those highways i'm i'm sitting there watching where they're moving from and to because you'll see them on your depth finder at, at 20 feet and then all of a sudden you'll see one of them up there at 15 okay well that's where i need to be fishing because they're shooting up to 15 to feed and going back down and that's uh that's that's one of the things that took me a long time to figure out, but once you get it figured out, it's game on, you know. Now, granted, with the water temperatures as cool as they are, you can get out there on them them humps and ridges, like up on the tram, the railroad trestle up there north of Ten Ninety Seven. You can get mm-hmm. out there and jig a spoon on there, take take you a one ounce jigging spoon, drop it down there, start jerking it around. You'll catch them every once in a while, cause you know you you'll be looking for that bait stuck when you're looking along the. Right. That railroad trips or any drop off, you wanna look for that bait. When you see the bait kinda of stuck to the side of it, that's where you're gonna fish. You know, you don't want it you don't wanna pull up there and not see any bait. If you see the bait a bait ball that's that's literally looks like it's stuck to the side of the any drop off—that's where you want to fish. Drop that rascal down there and start fishing around there, because that means you're in the same depth that the baits at. You're the same depth the fish are going to come to. Right,
0: and then so, fish—you got that bait pinned up against something like that for yes. you know, strike points, and uh, then you get, then you get your bites. All right, Richard, well, I got to run, man. Finish your shed up and uh, throw them out. Some info. Somebody wants to come up and fish with you, man.
2: All right, Mickey. anyone get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dude's Guide Service. You can email me at admin at or just check out the webpage, fishdutx.com.
0: All right, buddy. Have a good day, Richard. Be safe out there. Take care.
2: Yes, sir. Y'all have fun.
0: All right, man. Bye. All right. That's the Fish Dude. Now let's run down to Matagorda let's check in with Captain Charlie P. this morning. Charlie, good morning. How are you?
4: Morning, Mickey. I'm fine. Well, resting up, resting up.
0: That looks like you caught some fish this
4: week. They ate the past two days, buddy. I'm going to tell you. You know, I mean, it didn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. (laughs) You've had no no wind all week and super high pressure and, uh, you know, the wind goes southeast, and the the pressure drops, and you know if you got any fish, you're gonna catch them. So right. Uh, both days were good, but yesterday uh, they ate all day. Wow! You know, and, and what helped was there was nobody nobody out there. Nobody busting them no. up. No, no. In fact, uh, that parking lot yesterday on a Friday was just, just about empty. There was hardly anybody fishing yesterday. Now the day before, these people have been snapper fishing. And when I came in Thursday, that those tables were just full of snapper. Mm mm mm. Big beautiful snapper, but nobody bay fishing. So. And. Uh, Course we threw mass sasses didn't make any difference. So I, I think yesterday, uh, maybe pumpkin seed was the best color. Oh, pumpkin uh, seed! hadn't heard that color in a while. Yeah, and uh, Thursday it really didn't make any difference, and, and <clears throat> we had a lot, lot more reds around Thursday than yesterday. But, uh, uh, but those reds were so full. I mean, they're they're just footballs, man. I I gutted a couple of them, and they were full of eels, both of them. Huh. Like a four- to six-inch eel.
0: Yeah, little sand eels. It's that time of year, yeah. man. Yeah. They kind of, uh,
4: kind I of get white. Get on that and shell colored. and start grubbing them out of that shell, man. Yeah. They were full of them. But, no, it was a good bite yesterday. It really was. And nothing big. I, I, I don't think I, we caught a fish over twenty inches. But uh, yesterday they were all 17, 18 inch fish. Mm. Well, yeah. I don't know where they came from, but uh, <clears throat> I don't think I don't think they're on every street corner. I can <laughs> tell you that. Well, no. There's a there's a lot of dead water out there, <clears throat> but. You know, where I'm catching them at the same damn place they've been every year as long as I've been there. know, so this time of year, right, <laughs> right. there. In fact, it's right when you were with me, that's right. where we were, right
0: there. There you go. Right there, Quadrant. It. I bet that's all a live oyster shell, too. No. It's not live?
4: No. No, we hooked we hook several. And, uh, you know, the tides are super low. In fact, one of those areas, the, the shell is thick in there. But uh, what, when we pull one up, it, it's not alive. There's nothing on it. You know, usually you get a cluster and there's little ones all over it. I had not seen right. that. I had not Wonder that. what the deal is. I don't know.
0: I mean, y'all many levels have been
4: proper. I don't know what the deal is. You know, I talked uh, to the, the local oyster guy a few weeks ago and asked him about it. and uh, you I know, asked him if any part of the bay was open to oysters. He said, well, there's one little piece open and that's it. I said, damn. He said, yeah, there ain't no oysters out there. So whatever.
0: wonder what the problem
4: I is. I don't know, Mickey. I don't know. No more grass, no more sandy potholes, and no more.
0: Well, that's something to do with the water quality. Something in the water.
4: Yeah, sure does. It's got to be. <coughs> and I think they got a big tournament in Puerto Carter. They have that. Yeah, uh, that
0: free that freeze out. Yeah, uh, I think Jimmy Lloyd and Eric Simmons and the Culpepper boys. I think they're in second. Really? Uh, yeah, that's, you know, them guys are just, they're animals. <laughs>
4: <laughs> they're nasty. You,
0: you remember, you used to have to fish against them in trout back They're good. They're better fish than aux. good. Fish hawks, man. Yep.
4: Trout Nazis. They are. Yeah. <laughs> no, they got some weather for it, too, this morning, Jesus
0: yeah, the, looking at radar, it's going to clear out before they all go out this morning.
4: They're going to have some it wind to play with. Yeah. Supposed to blow about 30 miles an
0: hour, I think. Yeah, we're pretty gusty winds. Now, there's, a, there's another wad up around San Antonio that's moving this way. And if it keeps the path that's on, it'll go above them down there. It'll miss Corpus and... Rockport and Port O'Connor, but it—I don't think it's going to miss uh, Galveston.
4: Yeah. Well, it's February. Yeah,
0: it is. Well, according to that old that old ground rat up there, early spring. Well, oh, I really? believe it. You know, we've we we've had thunder and lightning all winter. If you think about that, and that. That's the way the old-timers used to gauge early spring coming. And said, man, it's already thundering and lightning. It's Spring's coming. Winter's over. Good. Let's
4: roll with it, man. Let's
0: roll, yeah. I'd like an early spring. I know all these bass fishermen would, too. They're already starting to catch some really big bass all over the state. It's starting to happen. Crappie yeah. are starting to pick up. Trout, redfish.
4: Here we go. Another year.
0: Yes, sir. Another year.
4: Yes, sir. It's certainly going to be. I hope it's not as hot as the last one, but probably will be. That
0: was just an unusual year. Just a hot one. All right,
4: buddy. Well, I got
0: to roll, Charlie. We'll see you, man. Throw them out a number.
4: 713-725-2401.
0: All right, Charlie P. Good talking to you. See you next week.
4: Take care, Mickey.
0: Later. All right, it's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. You could spend the weekend doing the same
3: old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.